I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Jennifer Kovic-Bordernick, CEO of eHealth Initiative and Foundation. The eHealth Initiative and consulting firm Booz Allen Hamilton recently released a joint report, Securing Connected Medical Devices, to assist industry stakeholders with the challenges associated with cybersecurity of connected medical devices. Jennifer will highlight some of those findings. So, Jen, for starters, as you worked on the study, what did you find as some of the top threats and top emerging threats that we need to be worried about facing these devices? Well, we've been doing a lot of work at the eHealth Initiative with all different stakeholder groups across healthcare, so payers and providers, vendors, consumer groups, around privacy and security, cybersecurity issues in general. And in the last couple of years, there have been a lot of concerns specifically around medical device vulnerabilities. So these are the devices that are in hospitals or you take home with you, devices that are often implanted in patients as well. And there are a lot of concerns about these connected medical devices. And connected medical devices are basically devices that connect to a software or something to communicate to another part of the network or system. And we tried to really focus on connected medical device vulnerabilities. And one of the reasons that we were looking at these connected medical device vulnerabilities is because these are devices that have been out in the world for anywhere from one day, they were approved by the FDA, you know, last week versus devices that were approved 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and are still functioning in hospitals and medical practices around the country. So you've got a whole different lifespan of medical devices that are functioning out there, and there are a lot of vulnerabilities that exist in these devices that we really need to address. And as these bad actors and adversaries are getting much more um, sophisticated in their attacks, we really need to um, beef up our game as well and make sure that we're addressing the vulnerabilities and threats that exist. So that was part of the reasoning why we kind of jumped into this area and, and, and tried to come up with some recommendations and suggestions here. When it comes yeah. to the recommendations, how should healthcare entities best address cybersecurity issues involving these legacy devices that often contain outdated software and components? So we looked at a couple of the different top threats that currently exist right now, and, and there are a number of different ones. So there are threats such as, you know, these email phishing attacks, and that's when someone basically sends an email to you and your organization, and you click on it, and as a result of that, some sort of malware or virus um, is exposed to your system. There are ransomware attacks. There are attacks where somebody loses some equipment or data, you know, misplaces something. There are attacks where something is stolen. And then there are attacks that come in kind of externally against these connected medical devices where someone actually maliciously plans to attack the system. And, And that's kind of what we were focused on here. This is actually a really interesting area because this isn't something that just the patient can address or the physician can address or the manufacturer or the government. I mean, this is really a situation where we all need to work together. So some of this, you know, the responsibility of this, I think, really falls on the manufacturers. So the manufacturers have to really be knowledgeable and and when they create these devices in terms of making sure they understand what the security practices are when they actually design them. And actually, when they're designing them, they need to be thinking about kind of an action plan, what they're going to do in case a vulnerability is found later on. So, for example, once a device is out there in the world, how are manufacturers going to actually be able to 
update or create a patch or something to help secure the device in the future. So that actually happens at the time the device is actually created now. And that's something we didn't always do in the past. And that's something manufacturers need to think about now. So also something, you know, the FDA is thinking about a lot as well. What are kind of the rules and policies and regulations in terms of notifying people about devices that need to take place? And then healthcare providers and organizations as well need to prepare. And then patients, which is kind of a more recent stakeholder group that we've been thinking a lot about. Patients kind of loud and clear are now saying that they want to be told if there's a cybersecurity matter that impacts their device that they have or that they're using. They want to know about it. So all of us kind of have a role to play in terms of addressing these cybersecurity threats. So there are a lot of different things that that need to happen. In terms of the healthcare entities themselves, so in terms of providers and physicians' offices, what can they do to address things? The thing that's really discouraging is that, you know, it's it's just not enough to have a good, strong policy and assess your compliance. You can't just kind of (laughs) have good policies and procedures and hope that everything's going to be okay. Even the most compliant organizations that have lots of resources are very compliant, have really tough security, even they, you know, fall victim to some of these threats. There are a lot of successful attacks that are um, done against even strong organizations that have this in place. So it's really important for organizations to have a partnership with um, industry and with the federal government and, of course, all to work together. So so if we know that there's something out there that exists, that we can all try to address it. And, and I can't, you know, emphasize this enough. I mean, it, it seems kind of obvious, but in a lot of cases, it isn't. It's really important that um, the FDA be able to notify physicians and hospitals when they become aware of something and for industry and manufacturers of devices to notify the FDA when they become aware of something and for providers and hospitals to notify patients when they become aware of something. So there's this whole kind of communication chain that needs to occur for this to be successful. So I guess in kind of the broader context, there really needs to be a whole system of communication set up for this to work and for us to really be safe. So Jen, when it comes to healthcare entities assessing the cybersecurity of new medical devices that they're planning to acquire, any recommendations there? So I can make some broad um, suggestions here, but to be honest, there are entire companies and consulting firms. I mean, this is their whole business basically helping you weigh the cost and benefit analysis in terms of which devices and systems that you want to bring on board. So there's really an entire industry really built around these assessments. In general, it's really important. You've really got to do a risk-benefit analysis here. So you've got to weigh the cost of, do you want to have features in your medical devices that are more convenient, which is a good thing to do. A lot of people want to have convenience features. So wireless devices that can update themselves, download patches, that kind of thing. Now, you've got to weigh the benefit of having those convenience features because a lot of times those convenience features actually make you more susceptible to hacking. So you really have to do kind of that risk-benefit analysis of how much do you want this device and do you want the convenience versus the added risk of some of these connected medical devices. So it's really important to understand that when you're acquiring things and you're looking at things. You know, MITA, which is the Medical Imaging and Technology Alliance, they have a whole medical device cybersecurity playbook that talks about, you know, specifically for radiologists, how to think about purchasing new things and risk management processes around devices. There's all kinds of different um, organizations and associations that have very specific suggestions in terms of different types of devices that you might acquire. But I guess 
guess I would say in general, it's really about estimating what are the risks, evaluating you know, which risks you want to take on, understanding you know, what are the controls that you want to take on, and then figure out once you have this device in-house, how are you going to monitor those things on an ongoing basis, and then ultimately thinking about when this device, when there's a threat, how are you, what's going to be your action plan for updating this device or taking this device out of circulation? I mean, we're really at a point now where no device is completely safe. We have to assume that everything can eventually <laughs> be infiltrated. So we really need to think about how can we cut off devices eventually if we need to, what's going to be kind of the backup plan, and we really need to be aware of those things now when we purchase this. I mean, we're in a connected world now. We don't live in isolation now. So you really really need to plan for the future. And finally, Jen, looking ahead to 2020, any one top recommendation that you would have for the healthcare sector, whether it's the manufacturers or the healthcare providers that use these systems that they should be doing to improve the cybersecurity posture of these medical devices? You know, we're really at a critical moment right now, and I think we really need strong leadership in industry and government, and the public really needs to understand and prepare for if we're going to have a secure, connected system. You know, every stakeholder has to work together to take action, and we have to do it differently than we're doing today. And and one of the biggest hindrances, I think, is that there's really a lack of resources and experts right now in healthcare that understand how to do this. Healthcare is growing exponentially, and the number of connected devices, basically the attack surface. So the, the number of places where we could be attacked is expanding, and there's more and more to protect. And it's becoming much more challenging to really scale these security because we don't have the resources and the experts we need in healthcare right now. And I think as leaders in healthcare, what we really need to do is empower and support our security teams. Internally, we need to fund them, and we need to support them. And, and you know, cybersecurity often isn't a budget area that's necessarily funded up front. You know, it's not a, you're not going to get revenue back from funding your cybersecurity area. And unfortunately, this is something that we really need to look at. We've really got to fund these areas. We've got to support these teams and they've got to be knowledgeable as well. So I think that that's really most critical. Thanks, Jennifer. I've been speaking to Jennifer Kovic-Bordnick. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.